Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode, podcast, and YouTube show of Corey Means Business. Today, we've got some special guests uh, with us. We've got uh, Braulio and Franco. Uh, they are from Hermanos Gonzalez Woodworking, and these guys are a couple of young entrepreneur entrepreneurs that just are getting started in business, so we're lucky to have them because maybe we can kind of save them a few decades of making some uh, mistakes uh, that I know I, cer I certainly did, so... We're going to go over, obviously, where they're at now, uh, how long they've been in business, and, and where they're looking to go, and kind of just dissect exactly, uh, you know, what's driving them and, and what their goals really are, and then we're going to give them some tips on exactly how to accelerate that growth. We're going to talk about some price points. They got some really cool stuff. They've got, uh, it's uh, woodworking, but they do uh, custom one-off pieces, very artistic. It's uh, wood and curves and resin and all kinds of stuff and you know i looked at it and i it, it's pretty impressive to, to say the uh say the least so welcome braulio welcome franco to the show uh pleasure having you um tell us a little bit about your uh your 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 product exactly where what you got the idea from and, and what makes it special in your eyes yeah thank you for having us um you know i just like i said i got started in the woodworking about five six years ago just trying to make some furniture for myself uh, and some roommates at the time, uh, we really needed a dining table. And so we just kind of bought some lumber from Home Depot and kind of went to town. I also had a, I guess, like a mentor at the, at the same time that really helped me out and, and showed me a lot of little cool little tricks uh, to the trade that he learned when he was in woodshop in high school. And as far as I know, I've never worked with as much resin as I do now. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really get into that until my brother kind of showed me what this really was. I kind of saw the YouTube videos, and I was like, man, that's cool, but I don't know if I want to get into that. And then oh, so you were working in resin before he before he was. So I haven't actually worked in resin, but I had seen videos, I've seen projects, and it's something I wanted to get started. What attracted you to it? I mean, what, what made it stand out to you? It was all the beautiful colors and all the different things you can do. Um, the powdered colors, just you can make it have like a spatial effect, and, and it's like, just amazing colors you can see just straight onto a table, a cabinet, anything you can make with wood. Wow, very, very cool, very cool. Mm -hmm. So when you were uh, deciding on, on what you were going to do with, with the wood and with the, with the resin, like what kind of, you know, brought you to the idea of actually doing tables and, and, uh, and uh, countertops and stuff like that, was there some reason why you chose to, to make that with it instead of something else or? It was probably more of the ease of making it. It's one of the things that doesn't require as many tools or large shop industrial tools that just cost too much money to even get started with. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And again, a lot of young entrepreneurs that are watching the show and listening to this podcast obviously face the same dilemma, you know, don't have a ton of money to start the business with. It's not like you can go out and, you know, a lot of people just can't go out and spend, you know, a couple hundred grand on yeah. every dream piece of equipment and tool you'd want. 
right? So you have to make do with what you got, especially to get started, which, again, most people, because of that, though, and you guys should be commended because most people, that's the reason why they never actually make the jump or actually even try to go into business. They just think that there's a barrier, a financial barrier they just can't overcome uh, or that it's going to be too expensive. Um, when you guys first started, uh, and to be clear, this is their side hustle right now. They both have day jobs, uh, good day jobs, but they're, they're, they're doing this as a side hustle, which you know, I always recommend if you, if you have limited resources, if, if you don't have a lot of money, if you don't have uh, you know, some of this stuff figured out, it's always better just to jump in on a side hustle where you can make some mistakes because you still got your day job. You still got your, your normal income coming in. It's not going to, you know, you're not going to lose your home or not be able to eat because it doesn't work out. If it doesn't work out. You stop doing it and move on to another, another hobby. But doing, getting in business as a side hustle is always a good thing because, again, it limits your, your risks. You don't have as many risks. If it works, great. If it doesn't, you're not, you're not too badly hurt. So no matter what it is, you can always do it on a limited basis, on a, on a, on a side basis, in addition to your, to your normal income or your, or your regular job, um, especially, again, if you have the limited resources. So, so resources, really, you said you love the resin. You like working with wood. Obviously, you're doing, you were working with wood, Braulio, before you started with the resin um, and just a hobby, again. So one of those uh, ideas where you say, hey, you know, I already like doing this. It's, I'm good at it. It's fun. I, you know, it's, I'm going to be turned into a business which a lot of people get started in business like that, especially when it comes to, you know, arts and crafts and, and things like that. So um, interesting to get the background story on how it, you know, how, how things happen, you know, how, what the, what the spark is. Right. Yeah. So another uh, spark, I guess would be the COVID pandemic just kind of made everything really boring. So I just kind of right. hit, hit up my brother and I was like, Hey, I know you, you've been interested in this. You want to just kind of do it. And it's definitely a lot easier when you're splitting initial tool costs and, materials right right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah another cost saving uh, uh mechanism obviously is to bring in a partner uh and uh sometimes it's not easy working with family have you guys how's that been you guys work pretty good together you you when no no fights yet nobody's uh, strangling each other yet uh we work pretty well for the most part you know we definitely have our disagreements and get upset with each other every now and then but right you know at the end of the day you know he's my brother and Sure. You know, I know he wants the same thing that I do. Sure. Yeah, I mean, whenever I've seen, you know, family, you know, inter-family uh, business, it's always an extra dynamic to it just because, you, you know, no matter what happens with the business, you guys are family and that's not going away. So there's always a, a little extra layer to it. But, it, you know, again, if everybody says, hey, look, I'm going to take my area of responsibility and I'm going to do my part and the other person does their part, it works out really well because, you know, obviously, there's nobody going to trust more than your own family. So mm -hmm. um, it can be, a, again, one of those double-edged swords. But if it's done right, it, it can be done really well. So, And obviously, the, the Hermanos Gonzalez doesn't work without the two of you, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said uh, July you started making them. Um, how many projects have you done so far? Man, we've made a lot. We started with uh, little charcuterie boards just to kind of get our feet wet. Because, like I said, I didn't work with resin before before we actually started those, I made a coffee table just to kind of get the hang of it. And, you know, we keep that coffee table because there is a lot of imperfections in it. Right. So, but it was kind of something I needed to kind of just get my hands on it. And, and you know, every, every day I'm learning new things of what not to do or maybe what to do. But we started with the charcuterie boards, made different sizes, and we still make them. But eventually, you know, the orders just, I don't know how, just – 
became bigger and bigger, and now we're making bathroom countertops and wow. desks and, you know. What, uh, how, how do you guys normally come across your customers, or how do your customers rather come across you? How, what's that been that dynamic so far? So I've mainly been marketing on social media. We have our Instagram and the Facebook, and I would post onto the Facebook, finish completed projects, and and then it would go out on the marketplace. Okay. Oh, so you're using Facebook Marketplace then. Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you doing? Uh, are you just doing custom pieces? Or are you making them first and then putting them on Marketplace? Or are you just waiting for an order and then making it or a combination? How, how are you doing that exactly? It's been a combo. So the larger pieces, like a coffee table, those are actually custom pieces that were ordered that I'd then post on and, and just kind of put, hey, you know, custom uh, river tables or something. Right. And so. Sometimes we'll make like a batch of like 10 or 12 charcuterie boards and then we'll post those like, hey, these are available. Message us if there's a certain color that you like. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you might get them to a certain point of production and then wait till somebody chooses a color or something like that to make it a little more custom or a little more of a a custom order, something like that. Mm -hmm. And There's a lot of times when people say, hey, I really like this wood, but can you give me like a gray epoxy or a black epoxy? And that's something that we don't have, so well then we'll just custom order it right. or custom make it and nice and give it to them. Nice, okay, all right. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like you know there's a lot of p- pieces that you guys got going on that actually that are that are pretty pretty smart. You know, obviously intuitive. You guys are smart smart guys, so the way that you're handling some of that stuff, I think, is is, is spot on. Um, I'm sure a combination between pre making some pieces, some maybe some smaller ones, selling those, getting those out. Uh, you know. Obviously, where you guys are at right now with your marketing, word of mouth is going to be something that you can de- definitely use. So if you sell somebody a, a, a cutting board and then you say, hey, here's your cutting board. But by the way, you know, we make tables too. So if you know anybody, you know, let us know. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they got the cutting board. And next party they have or whatever, someone comes over and they're like, oh, wow, shit, where'd you get that cutting board? That's amazing. You know, oh, wow, these guys, you know. Uh, and then, oh, wow, what else do they do? And then, so that's, that's a great way to do it is to make some smaller pieces get those out, sell those, and then start getting some of that, that feedback um, and some of those reverse referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, that works really well as an as a early marketing strategy, especially when you don't have a lot of money, a lot of resources, right? You got you to do a lot more creative marketing uh, in order to be able to push, especially a product. You know, when it's a service, you can knock on doors, but it's, it's a little more difficult when it's actual product. That's why you just knock on doors, mm-hmm. um, so to speak, meaning direct marketing, just reaching out to people. Um, if you guys are doing painting or something like that, obviously you could just reach out to people. Hey, we, we do custom painting. Let us know if you need us. That, that's going to be something that's going to be uh, a little more pre- prevalent than uh, than something what you guys are doing. So, um, so that's something you could certainly do. Uh, what, what are you guys' goals? I mean, again, I know you guys are working. You know, this is a side business right now. What, what are the what are the ultimate goals, though, Frank? I mean, what do you want to do with the business? I mean, if this can become a business, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Okay. Um, it is a bit of a struggle trying to have to go between the two jobs, but because it's not a main source of income, I'm not you know, absolutely too worried about it. Right. And due to the resin taking longer to cure and set, then you know it's not a complete uh, push for time. You know, it's while that while this one's getting ready, we're working on the next one, the next few, and uh, it's not just one at a time. So stage like the production goes in stages. Then so you can be why one's curing. You can be working on something else, so you can do multi 
pieces yeah, at the same time. Uh, one of the tables comes off a mold while the next one goes in. We're unfinished sanding that one, trimming the edges, rounding it while that one's being done. Nice, nice. So what's your, uh, 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 Brawley, what, what's your vision for the business ultimately? I mean, what do you, where do you want us to go? Is it just you're going to let it happen? Is you have a certain vision that you got going on? I mean, what, what, what do you want to have happen? My vision would be to eventually get to the point where I'm, you know, in my dream shop and I could have everything that I need to just be able to, you know, just do any project that I need. And, uh, I mean, if I can do this full time, that would be, that would be great. Right. Right. Well, you know, that's, and that's again, and that's great, you know, and sometimes the goals, especially initially, especially when you're doing something new like this and it's a side business, it's smart to actually kind of keep the goals a little more uh, manageable versus, you know, we want to become a fortune 1000 company and, you know, I want to have 800,000 employees, you know, <coughs> some, some people get a little ahead of themselves. So glad, glad to see that you're there at that point mentally where it's like, well, you know, at this point, what we, our goal is, is to stabilize the business and have it be able to become a full-time thing versus a part-time thing. That's the first step. And again, but it just has to replace your, your day job, right? So um, if you're able to make what you're making, at your, you know, doing this at your day job, well, then as soon as you can do that, well, then obviously you, you want to replace the day job. Um, sustainability obviously is, is a concern. But if you have something like this that I think is going to be kind of timeless, I mean, it's not really trendy. It, it's trendy, but it isn't trendy, right? So I know resin work and stuff like that is something that's kind of, you know, it's got a little... Uh, noise going on about it right now. Again, you guys are the second guests we've had uh, this month that are that are working with resin. So I know there's a buzz about resin right now. Uh, but I, I, I see it, you know, from looking at your guys' pieces, I mean, you know, stuff's timeless. It's not going to, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, it's still going to be really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's nothing that I think that you guys have to say, well, shit, you know, it's going to work for us for the next year, but then, you know, this is going to go out of a, out of style or out of a fad, and then, you know, we'll be back to our day jobs. So, um, and then again, there's also as you originally said, like there's other things you want to do once you get the equipment and once you can afford to get the better equipment and some, some, some nicer stuff that you could maybe expand your offerings besides just, you know, what you're doing. You could do some other custom stuff and maybe even go in a different direction. There's some other, um, other materials besides just resin that you might could, you know, look into and work with and, you know, other type of things that could go in with wood and, you know, just custom stuff. And cause that's really where, where we talk about the, like the price point, um, which I, I like your guys' price point just from the aspect of that, you know, you've done your due diligence enough to know, okay, real pros that have been doing this for a while that make these pieces, here's what they charge. And that's what you always want to do. You always, you always want to, when you're starting a business and you're getting started, you always want to say, look, what is the, what is the top people doing this make? Mm -hmm. Or what do they charge for their pieces? Or what do they make, you know? Uh, as far and then you you look at that now you might not be there because again your value might not be there yet you that piece you're you know what you're able to accomplish whether it's a good or a service might not be to that level but you still want to have looked at that level you want to study that level look what they do look how good the quality is in order for that to be successful and then you strive for that you say okay well I can be that good eventually mm -hmm. and then we can charge those kind of prices eventually and I always like to say, not only can you not only charge those kind of prices, you could probably even go up another 10%, 20%, because then you want to be the best in the business. You want to be the one that everybody else looks to as a go, well, geez, what's the top guys charge for this stuff like this? And you want right. to be the guys you look to, right? Um, so you, at the end of the day, your goal should always be 
to be the highest priced in whatever your field is, okay, to be the highest price. Um, and when I, you know, looked into to, to being a business coach and looked into uh, uh, coaching uh, and mentoring um, entrepreneurs, one of the first things I did was what, what's the price point? What, what do the top people in that industry make? What do they, you know, what do they charge? And if I don't know that, well, then obviously I'm going to be at a, at a huge disadvantage. So you have to do some price analysis. You have to go out and whatever it is you're going to do, what do the top people doing what I'm doing make? And again, you may not be there to charge that yet, but that's something you want to strive for. Once you get there, then you want to go up a, a little bit more. So I think you guys are right on with that. Uh, you know, I think your price point isn't too bad. Um, he was saying a, a, a nice table, uh, you know, six, six feet by 30, two inches thick with some nice resin and everything, you know, some, maybe some nice curves looking real nice is a couple, couple thousand bucks, but there's other ones out there for, for, for double that. So still, still a, a, a bargain um, for you guys are at, but again, you're not working for free, right? So um, I'm glad to see that. And then again, as your as your skills get a little bit better, and as you you know the pieces continue to get look better and a little more custom, raise that price. You know, don't hesitate to raise that price. Don't stick at that price. Keep continue to raise it, especially as your marketing gets a little better hold, and you're able to actually market a little easier, mm-hmm. get more orders, more custom orders. Um, you can then start to raise the prices up as well. So, uh, but a great start. You know, from where you guys are standing. Again, I don't see anything that you know that I'm like, holy shit, they really screwed that up. Uh, <laughs> you guys are uh, starting off a lot better than, than other people that have been in business for six months. Cause a lot of times when people have been in business six months, it's, it's just a shit show. Right. Mm. So you guys got some really good stuff going for you. So I, I really like that. Um, so let's talk about your social media. Cause that's your primary driver, obviously for, uh, for your marketing as, as it stands. Um, what, what are you trying to take? You know, I, I, your, your Instagram has 263, followers your facebook has 364 followers so not a big audience but clearly they love what you guys are doing um what inspires you when you post stuff what do you, what you know what do you say in your I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this what makes something post worthy i guess is really what I'm, I'm driving at i try to mix up the posts i'm mainly the guy that between my fiance and i we kind of run the social medias and it makes it easier when you post on one it posts to the other but for me i kind of try to Definitely post every single finished product because that's just what people are paying for. Right. <clears throat> I try to show, I've been trying to show more of the process. I, I kind of think that videos are the way to go, especially when you're pouring the resin and, and kind of, you know, just kind of, I try to show the step-by-step process to make someone feel more involved into their their own project that we're working on for them or just someone, uh, a stranger who's just happened to, casually stumble upon our page right and and so that they could see oh man this is this is the the process or or you know they might see a piece of wood that's like man that's beautiful like i wonder how much something would be with that you know just to kind of spark that interest right now i know you guys don't put your prices out there so you guys you when you so your prices are when somebody contacts you and they ask you what a special piece would be then you price it out or when you put it on something that you've already pre-made, you put it on the, the marketplace for the predetermined price. So um, it just depends because you were telling me that your price is based upon how much resin is going to be used, the, the, the linear foot of the wood, uh, you know, which is pretty much square foot, and then the thickness on top of that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of your, your, your prices. So every piece has to be kind of custom uh, uh, estimated because it depends on the size and depends on how much resin and, and so forth. So 
about am I right on that? Oh, you're you're right on. Um, okay. Another thing is, you know, the wood, the figuration in the wood could drive up the wood, the price of the wood as well, or or uh, you know, the grain on it. You know, it's it's really. I try not to like the professional sawmills really crank up their prices when it's a really nice piece of wood and, sure. and, and people, they know that people are going to want it. I try not to do that. I kind of just take it the log that we have and see, okay, I paid X amount of dollars for this. It cost us X amount to get it into slabs. Right. So, you know, this, each piece is worth this much. But if somebody came to you and they wanted a particular piece of wood or a particular type of wood, you could certainly make that happen, right? Oh, definitely. I've had customers come to the shop and just literally pick a piece of wood that we have, and I kind of just show them kind of like a, like a mini showroom. And, right. And they're just like, oh, man, I like that one. Nice. Right. Yeah, every piece of wood is, is, is unique. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely got to be, I think, part of, the, uh, part of the fun for the buyer to be able to, you know, kind of help create with you. You know, I went with this piece. And I think that's what makes your guys' stuff and, and stuff like what you guys do really, really cool and the, and, and the cool factor is really raised because again every single one of these things is going to be one of a kind there isn't going to be another one like it in the world mm -hmm. just because the piece of wood obviously is completely unique the resin will be completely unique new unique colors so every piece becomes a actual piece of art because there is no other one like that period in the world no matter how many more there are created there will never be anyone like that in the world which for me is really cool right it's just a it's just a concept I, I really like I mean it's just and I think that's really on some of that it's like where the value is because yeah you could get a table for whatever you know if I'm just going to a table to set my shit on well that's whatever, <laughs> right that's this table uh but if I want something that's going to be a showpiece you know for my office or my house something that's going to be a conversation starter someone's going to come in and go like oh wow holy shit you know where'd you get that you know, that's what you want. So, and I think getting into like your social media and, you know, how to market, right? Because now in order for these guys to turn this business into the full-time business where they can then quit their day jobs and, you know, uh, have some confidence in the fact that this is going to work and, and work long-term, um, you really have to, to do two things. You have to, one, say who is our, our customer and, not, and beyond just who your customer is, who is your best customer? Because, yeah, could you, could you sell, a, you know, a cutting board to, you know, any old buddy on Facebook? Yeah, probably. You're going to make a lot of money doing it? No, mm -hmm. right? So the money's going to be in these, in these bigger, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. But the money's going to be in these bigger pieces, right? Big tables and the bigger, the better. And that's where the money's going to be, right? So that's oh, yeah. really your best customer. Your best customer is going to be the customer that wants that big old eight by, you know, four foot table that's just like, you know, people walk in the room and just like, holy crap, just punches right in the face, right? <laughs> Bam, there you go. Look at that. Um, that's your customer because really that's where you're going to make the most money. And that's where you're going to make the most impact, right? Um, so who's your customer? You know, I, I, for what you're doing, I mean, it's going to be somebody that obviously has money. There's nobody going to be, you know, able to, to uh, you know, not, not a lot of people are going to spend four or five grand on a, on a custom table like that, you know? So you got to, you, you're, Customer is going to be upper end. Your customer is going to be somebody maybe has a, a business, maybe has a showroom, or maybe has like a, a business that where they walk in. I'm thinking something like uh, real estate agents, uh, doctors, doctors' offices. You know, they always do like a coffee table with a magazine, something like that. You know, something where they they want it to be super high end and something really custom. So when their 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 customers come in, their customers are like, wow, this is you know really cool. So. Uh, Upper, upper end businesses. Now we, you know, as far as, uh, uh, you know, people go, you know, direct, you know, uh, 
sells to the public versus businesses. Yeah, I mean, again, custom homes, uh, you know, um, I'm thinking custom home designers, people that are actually in the design field where they would be able to say, look, you know, I've got uh, these guys that make these custom tables and take a look at them, you know, as they're designing, you know, a space for somebody, whether it's a commercial customer or a residential customer, they can like have you guys in as a portfolio. So one of the things I would say is to really pin down who your best customer is and then say, okay, as we talked about, we talked about it in the pre-show. How do you find your best customers? Now, again, it, these guys just walk outside and say, anybody looking for a $4,000 custom wood resin table, right? Probably not going to get a lot of takers. Uh, just because you can't get in front of enough people like that. And you might be getting in front of the wrong people, right? Now that everyone might go like, wow, that's really cool. But when you say like, oh, that's four grand, I'm going to make you one. Oh, nah, that's all right, I'm good. Mm -hmm. So you have to say, well, how do we get in front the most? So that, you know, especially when it's you and your girlfriend, right? Uh, uh, when you guys are the ones that are spending time at this point, you're not just paying somebody to do this. You're spending your own time mm -hmm. to market really want to say look let's target this so that we can get whatever posts or whatever we put out there in front of our best customers who who is going to want to spend four thousand dollars for a custom wood resin table that's the ones you want to focus on okay so why it's kind of cool to have people comment on your stuff and you know but if they're not customers if they're not people that can be customers then it's, again unfortunately you're kind of spinning your wheels you follow what i'm saying on mm -hmm. that when you're Doing your social media, let me give you a couple of, let, let me give you a, a few hacks, right? A few uh, tricks and tips that will really, really help you blow that up. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, Instagram, for instance, is really, really cool because you can force traffic on, on Instagram. And here's how you do it. Facebook, a business Facebook page is a little bit different. But at Instagram, I'll, I'll give you some tips on that one, too. But the Instagram is really, really cool because Instagram allows you to follow 7,500 people. Okay. Cool. Now I noticed on your Instagram, you have about 263 followers. And I think you're only following like 160 people or some, somewhere around there, about 170 people. Mm -hmm. So you got a lot of room. Okay. You got a lot of room from 7,500 to, to, to 160. So you got like 7,300 people we can say that you can follow. Now, when I say follow, and here's the power in, in following, right? When you guys are new, a new business and you're looking to do marketing, you're looking to do it as cheap as you can and just, you know, make it through swag equity because you don't have any resources, really take advantage of this strategy. It, it works so, so well. So 7,300 people, if you could get your custom $4,000 tables, and they're only 2,000, I keep saying 4,000 because that's where I want you to be. You, if you got in front of 7,000 of the perfect people that would be interested in something like that, do you recognize how powerful that would be? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's what you can do with Instagram because you can go and you and your girlfriend can say, okay, we're going to follow 7,300 people. We're not going to follow the Kardashians or our favorite like band, okay, because they're not going to be interested in your stuff. Instead, you're going to say, who is our perfect customer? And I'm saying... Real estate agents, doctors' offices, um, 
designers, people that are in the home building industry, um, people that are in the resin, you know, that have interest in resin. I mean, obviously with, with uh, Instagram, hashtags are really powerful, right? So if you go in and you went into hashtag, ha- hashtag uh, woodworking Arizona, for instance, okay, then you would get, I don't know, maybe uh, that's a pretty specific hashtag, but maybe like four or 500 people that are interested in that. Well, man, talk about getting in front of your perfect customer. These people are already interested in, they're following the hashtag, you know, woodworking resin or resin woodworking, right? They're going to be interested in what you're doing. So then you go and you follow those 500 people and you interact with their posts. You like their stuff. You know, you maybe you put a comment here and there. You follow them. And now they're going to follow you back, right? Most people, especially if they don't have like a huge following, I mean, most people are going to follow you back, especially if they're, especially if they're, if they're doing something that you're interested in already, right? So if I already follow this hashtag mm-hmm. and these people do this hashtag, and they follow me and interact with my stuff, well, then, man, I, you know, what kind of a monster am I if I don't follow back and interact back, right? Because that's what I'm interested in. That's why I follow this hashtag. So following the, you know, going in the hashtags, and again, there's, I'm using a very specific example, but you could use woodworking, you could use resin, you could use resin, resin art. I mean, all mm-hmm. kinds of different hashtags that would really give you a, 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 a clear basis of people that are interested in what, what you do. Uh, again, you could also mean office design hashtags like that to where you would be able to get people that are following uh, office design, mm-hmm. right? And these people are going to be people that are probably either looking to design their office or they're looking to their, their design offices, stuff like that. Because I really see like your guys' biggest piece, like a, a table like this. I mean, could you imagine if I had a table, one of your guys' tables, hint, um, <laughs> in here? Uh, I mean, that would be like a huge statement piece, right? Um, and so uh, again, I think your perfect customer is going to be people that are, you know, business owners that are looking to really have a statement piece for their offices and for their, for their professional environments. I mean, that's, uh, that's, I think who your best customer would be. Um, so, so that's how you would get in front of those people. And then you, again, you would follow them and interact with them and you just, you get to get the 7,500 and they're going to be, most of them are going to follow you back. The ones that don't follow you back, obviously unfollow them eventually. And then the ones that do keep building it up, you can get to 7,500 followers just like that. And then as you then use your hashtags, as you have cool videos, as you get on the discovery page and stuff like that, you'll get even more exposure. Mm -hmm. And if it's specific, if you just didn't follow 7,500 random people, right, you followed specific people that were interested in certain hashtags, Mm -hmm. okay, well, they're going to be super, super uh, 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 interactive with your stuff, meaning your, your likes and your shares and your saves uh, and your comments and all that are going to be like really, really well proportioned. Uh, I mean, some people, it'll just follow 7,500 people. Let's say they get 7,500 followers, but they're just people that are just random people. And you post something, well, I mean, how, what's the percentage of people that are interested in what you're doing? Probably not much, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, a sli- sliver of them. So two things happen. One, your audience really isn't even interested, that interested in what you're doing. And then two, because you don't get a lot of quick traction from Instagram, they'll stop serving it up. It's not like if you have 7,500 followers and you post something, it gets out in front of 7,500 people. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. So if the post goes out and it doesn't get a lot of, you know, enough likes or enough comments or enough traction right away within the first 15 minutes, the algorithm will start to shut it down. It means it's going to stop serving it. There's only so much space on that newsfeed. I mean, 
is not. You just can't put everything everybody posts in this feed. It's just not big enough. So there's not enough space. So you have to then say, it's also what Instagram, Facebook does, unless this thing is really, really getting a lot of excitement and a lot of, uh, uh, of activity, uh, a lot of interactions in the first 15 minutes, start s- stop serving it and then stop serving and then nobody sees it, mm. right? So, um, so that's one tip that you can do to really, you know, get out there in front of, for, for more and more people. Again, you know, in your perfect audience. Now, Facebook's a little different than Instagram. Facebook, um, you don't, you can't, I mean, you can follow, but the business page um, doesn't work very well. People are going to say, why the hell are you following? And I don't think you can. You can follow other pa- business pages with your business page, but you can't follow people, okay? Um, so with that, what you want to do is you want to say, I mean, the first thing you want to do is build your personal Facebook page up as big as you could to 5,000 people, obviously, because Facebook would you follow 5,000 people mm-hmm. or friend 5,000 people, rather, and they have to friend you back. Um, and then you invite them to your, to your Facebook page, to your business Facebook page. So and you can pr- you typically get, you know, 1,000 people, maybe 800 to like, to like your page. I think you guys are at like 364, so you could easily get to 1,000 which will get you more exposure. Now, from there, same thing. The algorithm is going to say if this doesn't play well. Now, Facebook is a total pay-to-play. You post something on Facebook, even if you have, like, a good following on your Facebook business page, it doesn't serve it up to anyone mm-hmm. organically. I mean, it might serve it up to, like, your 10 top fans, family members. It's not going to serve it up to, to hardly any of that list. So Facebook is pay-to-play. There is no free stuff. Instagram will give you more free free, free uh uh, impressions, uh, Facebook will not. Facebook, you got to pay. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about Facebook is pretty cheap, right? So f- probably if you posted something on Facebook and you spent twenty dollars, okay, you're going to get in front of like a thousand people for twenty bucks. And if you targeted them right, if you had them being people that well, we're talking about, right, they're going to be your best customer, getting in front of a thousand of them for twenty bucks. I mean, you know, you probably get 10, 10 people interested in what in in, in uh, reaching out to you. So as far as like being able to find the people, it, it's going to be pretty easy where you guys are at, right? Now, once you become a big business and you're, you know, you got to generate huge, you know, revenue, it's going to be more difficult. You have to start paying, mm-hmm. but I think you can get where you want to go right now, just organically, if you work it right, um, especially the Instagram and especially the, 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 the Facebook. Um, now, again, the other thing to target to would be people just in Arizona for now, where, I mean, anywhere where people would be willing drive to get this table or you could deliver it or you know or delivery charge wouldn't be that much but i mean i think probably even around the country I mean, once you get going i mean your your market um would pretty much be the you know continental united states because i mean even to ship a table like this across the country i think it's only a couple hundred bucks so if you're, mm-hmm. you're buying a four thousand dollar table you certainly don't mind spending a couple hundred more dollars to get it shipped to you so eventually you guys can certainly have customers in new york or you know wherever chicago wherever because you know, the table's pretty shippable, right? Yeah. Um, so if you did that and you really said, hey, let's get our, you know, so so the other thing to work on will be the skill. Get your skill. And every piece you make, like you said, get your skill up. Get your skill up to where you can start raising the price, right? So it doesn't have to be half of what the top people would charge. Maybe it, you know, here in the not-too-distant future before you transition from your, jobs to this maybe you get to that price point where it's like okay we're going to be you know 75 percent or 70 percent of what the top people would make mm-hmm. um so really getting your skill set down getting your marketing strategy going really well the instagram and the facebook and working that the right way um i think you guys could you guys could load yourself up with with orders custom orders 
on big pieces and really, really make a lot of money and do well, really well and just continue as your skills go up, continue to raise your price, continue to, uh, you know, attack social media. Um, and, you know, once you get to a certain point where you no longer have the ability to just, you know, sit there and work, work uh, off of sweat equity or whether you, you know, you get enough orders where you spend your time making a table versus working Facebook or Instagram, mm-hmm. you'd want to then start paying to get posts boosted, to do actual campaigns where you're going to actually run an ad and stuff like that. And then you can start expanding your market to where, yeah, you could run into, you know, California, Utah, Texas, New Mexico, things like, you know, do a little regional, maybe the four or five states around. And then from there, maybe Western half United States, you know, I'm forward thinking obviously, but uh, you know, but, but that, what you guys are, what you guys are doing again, these are things that are, you know, some home designer in New York is going to be like, I got to have one of those tables, you know? Um, so you don't know. I mean, you end up designing a 12 foot, you know, mm-hmm. custom dining room table set for somebody that, you know, $25,000, $30,000, you know, uh, because it's one, it's a one of a kind. There's yeah. not, not another one like that in the world. And really it's, you know, when you, as far as like your branding goes, You've got a pretty cool logo. I like the logo, but really what plays better on social media is personality. So you got you want to work your personality into it too, so especially, and again, getting comfortable on camera like this. I mean, I was not comfortable when I first started doing videos and stuff. I mean, you know, we're always like, what do I do with my hands, you know? <laughs> um, but you need to get comfortable with it, at least enough to, to, to when you, like, showcase a piece. Like, so when you're getting ready to deliver a new piece to a customer, Right, so you just finish this new piece. It's getting ready. The customer's going to come pick it up, or you're going to, you know, deliver it to the customer. You know, ask their permission. But the the, the best way to do it would be when they first get there, and you do that reveal, right? And they're mm-hmm. just like, "Holy shit!" And I'm sure you guys probably have you get that every time, right? Somebody comes pick up their piece, right? And they and you and you take off the, you know, I don't know how you guys unveil it, right? Maybe get one of those billboards like they do on that. Uh, Show over there. Are you ready to see your custom piece? <laughs> <laughs> you want if you stand on one side, the one stands on the other side, and you pull away the uh, the rollaways, right? Uh, and then they cry, and you know it's all dramatic and made for TV. Um, so you know, but the big reveal and getting their response and getting that emotion, I think that'd be so cool, and that would play so well on social media if you could if you could do that. Something to aspire to. I don't know if you're ready to do it tomorrow, but something to aspire to. But for now. Get yourself in the videos. Get yourself talking about the piece. Why are you, you know, making it the piece? Why did the customer want this piece? Why did why did they pick that pick that piece of wood? Why do they want that color of resin? Right? What 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 influenced their like idea of the design? Right. And talk about the piece because the more that you talk about your pieces, the more that you say, look, this is why we went with this wood, or this is why the customer went with this wood. This is why they wanted this color. This is what their vision was. Now, when people see those videos, it, it's in their mind. They're like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I want that too. Yeah, I want, I want to feel like that person feels. And then when you can start actually working the customer into it and getting the customer into the reveal of the, of the piece, imagine how powerful that would play on social media, right? So mm-hmm. somebody, you know, I mean, I'm thinking outside the box for you just to kind of like, you know, spark some, some uh, uh, creativity with you with regards to the marketing because this is so marketable. The marketing things that you could do with this is just unbelievable. And then again, it increases the desire for the piece. What what what's a what's a piece of art worth, right? What what makes a a a, a Rembrandt worth fifty million dollars, right? Yeah. What 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 makes a what makes a you know a piece uh, you know uh, a, a, a 
Rembrandt, you know, worth, you know, priceless. What, what makes, you know, the, these art, and it comes down to the uniqueness of the piece, right? The uniqueness of it. And that's something you got to play up in your, in your marketing. Like these are one of a kind pieces, no matter how many more of these we make, there'll never be another one like this. This is it. This is the one. And that becomes more art than furniture. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. anybody can go buy a table, but this is art. And you play up the art part of it versus just the table part of it, and now it becomes more valuable. Of course it does. Um, and again, when you start looking into getting some bigger pieces, um, the price goes up and up and up, you know, and you can really be making a lot of money. I'm excited for you guys. I'm, you can see how, how excited I am. I already got this all worked out. I got the marketing. <laughs> I got the sales. I got the price points. We're charging $30,000 for a table. <laughs> uh, but you can see, hopefully you guys can see the potential that you have, you know, and it just comes down to execution. Uh, I really like you guys' initial execution. I really do. Now this transition period where you're going to go from this is, a, this is a side hustle to this is a business, right? And we're going to place our day jobs and we're going to do this. Understanding the marketing end of it and at least getting a grip to that point to where you can get the orders because that's really what it's going to come down to. You guys, are, I'm sure, are, you know, I've, lo- I've looked at your pieces. You can make great pieces already. It's the orders that you're going to meet. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the customers you're going to meet. And that's completely controllable if you just take control of it, right? It's like everything else. It's completely controllable if you take control of it. If you let it control itself, well, you're screwed, <laughs> right? And a lot of business owners, unfortunately, um, even people who have been in business for 25 years, uh, are letting certain aspects of the business, especially when it comes to marketing and sales, control itself, right? I, I will talk to business owners in my, you know, when I, when I mentor for, uh, for the banks, I'll talk to business owners who've been in business 30 years. Like, and the first question I say, okay, well, how do you go about getting your customers? You know, I hear word of mouth, and I just cringe. I'm just like, oh, my God, word of mouth. <laughs> and, it's, and it's sad because it's so, it limits their business, right? And they don't, know, they don't know how to, like, you know, showcase their product, and everybody's afraid of the camera. But if you're going to do social media, and we talked about it in the pre-show, social media is where it's at. It's not going away. It's not a fad. It's not a trend. It's here forever. Um, TV will just continue to be le- more, you know, less relevant, radio less relevant, you know, magazines less relevant, everything's become less relevant, and social media become more relevant. Now there'll be different platforms, and platforms will come and go for different reasons, but still the ingredients is always going to be the same. On, uh, on, on uh, social media, social media loves personalities. You have to put your personality in there. It's got to be, it's got to be uh, Braulio and Franco, um, they don't, they got to know who you guys are, right? Not just, I, I think of the Diesel Brothers when I think of, when I, when, when I talk about brothers, you guys know who the Diesel Brothers are, right? You've heard of the Diesel Brothers? I've heard of them, but. Big guy, huge on, on social media. They, they do custom uh, diesel trucks, right? They do custom, like, uh, you bring them your brand new truck and they'll customize it, lift it, and, you know, the exhaust and all that stuff, make it badass, you know, big semi out of your, your diesel truck. So, um, but they're huge on social media. They got their own TV show. You know, they make a lot of money, charge a lot of money. Uh, great guys actually give away a lot of stuff, you know, do all kinds of stuff for their, for their communities. But it's a great example of like how powerful, uh, personality is. Um, cause these guys just look it on social media and just throw it out there. Right. Just no, no fear. Um, and because of that, they've, they've grown a tremendous business. So definitely, you know, look for them for some inspiration. And again, you don't have to do backflips on, on camera to like, you know, be interesting. You don't, you know, I'm not, not doing any backflips here, that's for sure. But hopefully I'm interesting. You just have to be relevant, right? You have to be relevant to what you're doing. Like the person wants you to talk about the table and the motivation and what goes into it and why this instead of that. 
right? So they, you know, and, but they want you to tell them. They want you to tell the story. They want you to tell the story behind the piece. Um, so that's what, you know, as far as working on that, I think for social media, you guys can really, really position yourself well. And then when you start paying, right, once you have that position, you start paying, well, now you really can get in front of a lot of people. And that's where we can get that huge, huge market, market penetration. Um, we've covered a lot. Is there any questions you guys have? Anything that comes up? Any, anything that you guys wanted to ask me about as far as just general business or strategies or anything like that? Yeah, like when you're saying to put our personality out there, is it like should we talk about it and like in an actual post and have like a minute and a half post about what inspired this piece or what led us to, you know, because usually the customer, I, I'll ask them like, how do you want it to look? And they're like, I don't know. So I'll just, do you, are you giving me full creativity right. on it? And, you know, and right. usually that's what they do. So it's just kind of either his or my idea. I'm like, hey, this looks cool here, here, and here. Like, what do you think? And So, like, should we do that in, like, a story or do that in... Well, you know, it might be, it might be, uh, that's a great question. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that you'd want to do, and again, this comes, this comes down to, like, fulfillment, fulfillment of the customer. So, a great question he has, which is, like, when your customer doesn't know what they want, how do you still make them absolutely thrilled, right? Because that's kind of like a slippery slope. If my customer doesn't know what they want, and they give me free reign, and then I make something, they're like, eh, then we've got some problems. So even though they might not know exactly what they want, you still got to probe them for, like, s some info, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe they don't, they're not creative. Like me, I'm not creative. I, I, you know, I couldn't design a damn table. <laughs> but if you start asking me questions, like, well, what are your favorite colors? And, you know, what, what, what's, what color, you know, what, what's the room that this is going to go in going to look like? And what are the furnitures in there? And, like, what kind of colors? And, you know, then it starts, I can start to develop, even though I'm not a creative person, like I'll start to develop some kind of a vision, right? And I'm like, well, you know, it's going into, you know, a modern home and it's got big windows and, oh, okay. I mean, what are the other colors? What are the colors of your cabinets? What are the colors of your other tabletops? What are the, co you know, colors of the flooring? And then you can kind of start, okay, what would go good with, good with, good with that? Would it be blue? Would it be a green, a purple, right? Because you can do any color, like you said. I mean, just mm -hmm. some amazing colors. Like, so what would really like be a wow, but not, be in conflict with the rest of the room either right yeah. um so so that's something you could explore with your customer and then too like you know do they want you know the, the curvature of the wood do they want it straight a little curvy one edge curvy both edge straight curvy in the middle like you know what kind of grains do they like they want you know something that's like a little, little more simple it doesn't have like you know huge uh uh, uh knots in it or if they want a, a, a knottier piece like you know stuff like that right like they want a really naughty piece. <laughs> um, so, so uh, you know, stuff like that, at least to their input, right? So at least you're going to get that. They had their input. They kind of feel like, yeah, I, you know, yeah, I didn't, like, design this thing, right, and give you a CAD freaking, you know, <laughs> file. But I had to say. I had to say in the colors because my the room is going to go into has like this, and I got to say in, like, the wood and the grain and stuff like that. So just even, even little stuff like that will help you to develop a better relationship with the customer, make them feel more special, make them feel like, hey, this is really for me. Like, this is really, like, again, and, and increase that value, right? The more you involve your customer with the process, the higher value they're going to perceive, okay? So if somebody says, for instance, yeah, I want a table. They're like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll make you one. Come back in two weeks. It'll be ready. They weren't involved. Mm -hmm. And so now the value of that has gone down. But if they were involved and if they were, 
you know, more in the colors and more in this is going to go in this room and more in, um, you know, I like this things about wood and this colors. Like even that much involvement would make them feel like this is really for me. Because we, we talked, I talked about it actually with, uh, with some with with uh, uh, somebody yesterday about like you know building more value in what they do, and I said you know it comes down to value is always going to be perception, right? It's all, it, it, value is perceived. It, it's not real. Like, like there's no not a lot of things are tangible as far as the value goes. Value is going to be based upon what my perception of it is and its usefulness. Well, a table is a table. Again, I can set whatever on this table. So the, what's the extra utility there? What's the extra usefulness? Well, again, it's, again, statement piece. It's a piece of art. It's, a, it's something that's unique, completely one of a kind, right? So the more you play that up with the customer and the more you involve the, that customer in that process, right, the more you, you let the customer know, you know, this is one of a kind. So this is going to be you. This is all you. And you make it be about them. Well, now the value goes up to them. Because they're like, oh, wow, this is all me. This is not just I bought a table. This is like my creation. Because, yeah, they're not the creators, but they want to feel like they are, right? And when they're showing that table off, you know, someone comes to their house and they're like, oh, wow, this is an amazing table. Where'd you get it? Oh, I, I, I worked with some guys. Yeah, right? So <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah, I ordered it and uh, some guys delivered it, right? I worked with some guys. I'm the one that chose like the bigger knots. You know, I like, to, I like it naughty, right? So, <laughs> uh, so they'll, they'll have that extra like little like like value thing to them because they had their say in it. They had, you know what I'm saying? There's a piece of them and there's, it makes sense to you guys. Like yeah. people, it's called collaborative. It's called collaborative closing. It's called collaborative, you know, being collaborative with your customer. The more your customer is involved in the process, the more value they're going to perceive about it, period. Because that to them is what the value is. How involved was I in this process? The more I was involved, the more value it has, the more special it is. And the more they're going to be excited about it, not only for when they pick it up and, you know, they got to pay you that money, but also for when they, you know, tell people about it. And when people come in their homes, their offices, and they go like, wow, where'd you get this? Mm -hmm. They're going to be so much more excited to talk about it if they felt involved in the piece. So going back to your, your, your social media question, that's what you got to play into the videos, right? Mm -hmm. Now, you don't need the customer, but you just need to say, like, here, here, the customer wanted this, and the customer wanted that, and the customer really wants green because it's going to go with their curtains that are green, or it's going to go with, uh, you know, their their, they, they, their countertops that are green. And I'm, I'm just giving you examples, but you see what I mean, right? It's like there's a story behind it. Why is this piece what it is? There's a story behind it. And and that, on you know, if I'm a potential customer looking at your, your social media, and I'm like, oh, what are these guys up to? And also I see a video and, you know, you're talking about like why the customer, you know, wanted this or wanted that. I'm like, wow, these, you know, these guys involve you in the process, man. This is really cool. Now their own minds, the value of it's going to go higher, right? So when they get that price, when they get that $4,000, $5,000 price, mm -hmm. they're not going to go like, holy shit, man, no way, bro. <laughs> like $800, what I was thinking, right? You don't want that <clears throat> scenario. So the more custom you can make it the more special you can make it the more one of a kind the more of a piece of art that you can make it is going to have the higher value so when you do go ahead and quote a piece i'm sure you guys ran this out already right people have probably come to you already and said you know can you make me this for me and then you're like sure and you get in the price you're like oh shit i didn't know it was that much right you've already mm -hmm. experienced that so that's that's a way to kind of like you know avoid that or at least cushion that blow to where people that are going to be coming to you or that you reach out to or take interest in what you're doing 
they're going to know like, man, this is art. This isn't just like these guys are slinging tables. Okay. This is like art. And so you go get a quote, like, okay, she ain't going to be cheap. Right. Um, so that's another way too to build value in, in what you're doing. And one of the things that I do when, when, when obviously I bring on new customers and new clients, I mean, cause I'm expensive. I'm real expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, and some people aren't ready for that price point, you know? And so obviously I've got to come with the value in advance to show them, hey, look, you know, this is why I charge what I charge. This is what you get. This is the value of it. Uh, it isn't, uh, you know, hey, some guy's going to tell you how to, you know, grow your Instagram. You can get that shit off of YouTube, right? You can just go to YouTube. How do you grow your Instagram? Oh, you know, these 17 people say to do this. Right? You, you, that's not, you're not going to pay me for that. You're going to pay me because I'm going to say, what's your situation? What are you looking to do? Let's custom create something specific for you with your input that makes it more valuable for me. So when I go to charge, you know, $2,000, $4,000 an hour for, con- for consulting, mm-hmm. that's why. Okay. Yeah. Some of this, you know, you could learn some stuff off of YouTube. And I, and I highly recommend it. I always tell people, go to YouTube first <coughs> when you're ready for a custom something custom for you when you're ready to, to, to you know, have something that's specific for you. That's when you come to me. Right. So kind of the same thing, same, same thing for you guys in, in that realm um, uh, of, of, of identity and branding for who you are. Why are these tables this expensive? What makes the value here? It isn't the piece of wood. It isn't the resin. It's the creation. It's the ultimate deliverable it's it's the value that you create that's part brought on that that value is brought on by your customer as well not just by you the table isn't worth that much money to everybody it's worth that to that person right i can charge some people ten thousand dollars an hour and they're like that's too cheap that's too cheap other people i say yeah you know i'll I'll do that for three oh my god three thousand dollars an hour they haven't brought value so it's not just me bringing value they've got to bring value too does that make sense Mm -hmm. So have your customers bring value. They're going to appreciate you more. They're going to talk about the pieces more. And again, as you then describe that on your social media, man, that, that, that'll, go, that'll go viral. That's, that's viral stuff. That's stuff that's like people will start crying over, right? Um, especially if it's inspired by something that's, you know, happened in their past or something, right? Something, uh, you know, uh, maybe they're dedicating it to a family member, like, you know, their mom passed away or whatever. And, and this is like going to be a remembrance piece. Well, how much value does that have, right? It can be crazy, crazy yeah. value. So. And they'll appreciate the piece more too. I mean, again, and you, that's what you want ultimately is you want your customers to really appreciate you. I don't want anybody to ever regret spending $10,000 with me. If, you know, if I charge them $50,000 for a full business plan consult, I don't want them to come back to me going like, ah, oh, shit, Corey, that was a waste of money, man. 50 grand for that crap, <laughs> right? I want to come back to me going like that 50 grand I spent with you made me $2 million. Should have charged me more. Like that's what I want. Right. Yeah. So that's what I, that's what I strive to, to provide. So I think you guys got a good handle on it, man. I'm looking, I'm looking forward. I followed you guys on, on your, on your uh, social media. I'm looking forward to watching you guys grow, grow. Um, where can people find you guys at? Give us, give us all your stuff. Yeah. You could find us on obviously Instagram. It's hermanos Gonzalez underscore Tucson. Okay. That's our direct uh, link. Right. Uh, you could also find us on Facebook, which is just as hermanos Gonzalez woodworking. Okay. Uh, and shoot us a message for any quotes or if you have something that you're looking at getting in the future or you know you just shoot us a message and and see what uh how we can help you with that nice 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 well uh, that's awesome again you guys got uh, nothing but uh good things ahead of you i'm sure of it um 
everybody on the audience, please uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, especially if you know somebody that's in these guys' situation that you think some of this advice might actually help. Please spread the word. Um, you know, I do these things because I'm looking to help, um, looking to give back. Uh, not everybody can afford uh, what I charge, so I do this stuff for free to, to give back. So the more we can spread the message, the more people we can help. And again, I love helping young entrepreneurs, you know, get, get uh, started and make sure that they're, they're successful. Uh, unfortunately, not a lot of businesses make it uh, very far, and that's unfortunate. And a lot of it has to do with just, again, little bit of, uh, of thing, you know, a few things they missed, right? So the more we spread these videos around and, and the podcast around, the more young entrepreneurs we can help, uh, which is a big deal. It really is. So please like, subscribe, and share wherever you can. Thank you so much for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.